Hey, hey, everybody, it's Nairby from SerialAndGrapesJuice.com. I am Nairby on Twitter. I am Nairby on Instagram. I am also Nairby wherever fine books about reading are sold. Yeah. Speaking of which, it's time for another episode of Bayside Buddy. It's episode 15, the 15th anniversary of Bayside Buddy. 15 glorious years of Bayside Buddy, a Saved by the Bell podcast. It doesn't even feel that, that like that long. It feels more like maybe... Maybe maybe fourteen and a half years. Ah. Anyway, we're tied. We're going to be re- checking out uh, Saved by the Bell season two episodes thirteen and fourteen. But before I do, I just want to get it out there right now. Somebody on one of the Saved by the Bell Facebook groups that I'm a member of, I'm a member of two of them, suggested maybe doing some trivia on these phenomenal fifteenth anniversary Bayside Buddy contest. I thought about it for about a minute or so, and I thought that's a good idea. And I thought, hey, why not add a little perk to it? So I've decided that not this episode, not next episode, but episode 17, where we will be covering the season two finale, as well as the uh, Eve, finale Eve, you know, the one before the finale, is when we'll do the trivia about 10, 20 questions. However, the big perk is that there will be a bonus question. And the bonus question, those who get it correct, will be entered into a draw, and the winner will receive an Amazon gift card worth 5,000 cents. 5,000 cents for an Amazon gift card, which I'm I'm pretty sure for those of you who don't know math translates to about uh, 50 bucks. But yeah, $50 Amazon gift card. 5,000. Sounds better. So 5,000 cents. I am using this robotic voice because I accidentally said 50,000 because I'm a moron. Amazon gift card. The, the, the kicker, though, is that the bonus question will be, the answer will be found in an episode of Bayside Buddy. Now, there might be people out, people out there say, oh, does that mean we have to go back and listen to that crap? Well, I'm going to give what a, what episode of Bayside Buddy the, the answer is in. So you just have to go back and listen to that one. All right? Stop your bitching. And the everybody who wants to partake in the competition can either send me their answer in a DM via Twitter at IamNairby. Uh, if it's a case of, well, I can't I can't DM you unless I follow you. I'm not going to follow you. This seems like a big scam to get some followers. Well, if that's the case, follow me, DM me the answer, and then unfollow me. I'm not one of these follow whores. Bloody hell, I hate social media. Well, or you can also choose to just email the answer to me, nairby at gmail.com. All correct answers will be entered into the draw. The winner will win 5,000 cents via an Amazon gift card. That's 5,000 or $50. American. Of course, if you live here in Canada like me, it'll be 50 Canadian. But if you're outside of America, whatever it translates to $50 in your crazy currency, that's what you'll be getting. So, But I assume most of the participants will be you silly Americans. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Episode 17 of Bayside Buddies Saved by the Bell podcast. The big trivia, the winning answers. Put into a draw for 5000 Good Lord. I'm just giving it away. Anyway, let's, let's get on with this episode of Bayside Buddy, a Saved by the Bell podcast. Starting with Season 2, Episode 13, entitled Running Zack. Air date November 7, uh, 27th, 1990. And before I go, I just want to say, in order, you, you got to make sure you've got a, an Amazon account and a wish list. Put the 50,000 cent or $50 Amazon gift card on your wish list. Send me your wish list. This is for the winner, of course. Send me your wish list. And then I buy it for you. Bada boom, bada bang. I'm sure that's how it works. I've never done it before, but I'm sure that's how it works. So let's go with running Zach. We start at the max 
and there's a big banner on the wall saying Bayside Beat Valley Go Tigers. Then the gang arrives with other students in tow cheering Zach on. Kelly tells Zach that he was awesome at the track meet and gives him a little peck on the cheek. The gang take their seats at a booth and Jesse congratulates Lisa on her job at the 100 yard dash. Even Slater gives Zach's kudos for uh, running the mile and Kelly says that if they do well on Friday, they'll beat Valley for the championship. So another Bayside versus Valley competition at Bayside uh, or ver- yeah, well, versus Bay. Well, bottom line is a Bayside based on all the episodes of Save by the Bell that we've watched that we've covered. It doesn't really seem like a rivalry at all. It, Bayside has not lost any of these competitions. So just saying, I mean, I stopped counting because they, I forget they, they won a football game. They won the wrestling competition. They won that whatever ball they, yeah. So it just seems like there's no point unless of course the bonus question for the 50,000 cent to Amazon card is going to cover it. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, Bayside is undefeated in the TV series. So yeah, they want to celebrate by ordering some food. But Lisa says that she can't stay because she needs to finish her family tree presentation in which she discovered that her great-great-great-grandfather was a slave in the Old South and he was able to escape. And after doing so, he helped other slaves escape. Slater says that his great-grandfather was a bullfighter, which Jesse says is barbaric, but Slater says is a sport. Me personally, I, I I don't I don't get it, but it's I'm sure it's a cultural thing. I heard that I heard that with bullfights, after the fights are done, they 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 lay the bull to rest, so if you will. So it seems like come on, man. But hey, there's people who look at our culture and say, look at these people, they eat cows, man. Anyway, Zach asks Jesse what her ancestors were, and she flinches, <laughs> and she says her ancestors are dead. <laughs> Jesse asks Zach about his ancestors, and he says that uh, his ancestors are Adam and Eve, which confuses Screech because he didn't know Adam and Eve last name were Morris. Screech. (laughs) We then go to Zach's house where he is hanging out with Screech, and they're going through a large chest. Zach finds a picture of an Indian or Native American because it's 2020, and he says that his mom used to tell him stories about a distant Native American relative. But he didn't use Native American, just saying. But we're going to use it from now on on this episode of Bayside Buddy because feelings. Zach believes the, the person in the picture might be an ancestor and he tells Screech that he can help him be a Native American. Screech asks how. And Zach replies that that's a good start. Can't do that joke today. <laughs> ah, feelings, nothing more. Anyway. We then go to school where Lisa's finishing up her family tree presentation and says that after her great-grandfather escaped from slavery, he became a conductor on the Underground Railroad to help free slaves and take them to New York. Lisa is given an A on her presentation, and then it's Jesse's turn. (laughs) But Jesse doesn't want to go. But the teacher, who is the same teacher from the Subliminal Message episode... Where Zach uh, uses subliminal messages to uh, get Kelly to dig him. And unfortunately, the entire school ends up digging him. Anyway, she, Miss Wentworth, I believe her name was. She insists that Jesse go next. My ancestors were seafaring people. They sailed around the world on ships. They were shippers. Okay, thank you. I'm finished. (laughs) Hey, Jesse, perhaps you could tell us a bit more. Well, they ship 
Tea spices, people, lumber, that kind of thing. People? My ancestors shipped black people, slaves, okay? They were slave traders. Lisa, can you ever forgive me? I'm so ashamed. Well, Jesse, you had nothing to do with it. Oh, just say it. You hate me. Unleash those centuries of repressed anger. Jesse, you're being silly. More. I can take it. Thank you, Jesse. You can sit down now. Oh, see, now you hate me, too. I can see it in your voice. Gosh, I'm losing it. Calm down, Jesse. Yes, thank you, Lisa. Jesse getting a big-time head start on modern-day idiocy. Don't care what anybody says. Opinions, baby. Love it. The teacher said, you know, if, if only we can take Lisa Turtle from 1990 and just bring her to our time, give her a bullhorn, and just let her do her thing. Yep. Anyway, the teacher says that we can all find things from our past that are bad exactly, which is what I was thinking exactly. And we can all learn from them. Exactly. Learn from the past, man. Don't apologize for crap that you had nothing to do with or else everybody on earth above the age of five if not even younger will be apologizing for things they did for infinity centuries god what is wrong with people social media one of the many reasons i can't stand it <sighs> i am near me follow me there <laughs> anyway the teacher says that we can all learn from the stakes of jesse's forefathers which bewilders screech who thinks jesse had four fathers which means four allowances. <laughs> and it's now Zack's turn, and he has Screech assist him. Screech stands be uh, beside Zack with his arms folded, looking like a dolt. Zack says that he discovered that he's part American Indian, or American Native American feelings. And he puts a couple of lines of war paint on Screech's face. Zack then says that uh, he comes from a long line of warriors and hunters. And hands Screech a tomahawk. <laughs> Can't do that now. <laughs> Zack says that, it's, that his ancestors roamed the plains for food as Screech chops the teacher's apple in half with the, tom the tomahawk. The teacher doesn't believe the story and asks Zack what the name of his tribe is, and Zack says that the name was the Cherokee. <laughs> the teacher asks where the Cherokee were located, and Zack says way far out in the valley. The bell rings in the class, ending the class, and the teacher keeps Zack behind she tells him that his presentation was disrespectful to his class and his ancestors. Zack apologizes and he takes out the picture that he found the other day. And he says that that was all he could find. Miss Wentworth, the teacher, takes a look at the picture. And she gives Zack a name and an address of uh, somebody, a friend of hers, to go talk to. To do proper research by Friday. But Zack panics as a... Uh, Oh, he panics a little as he, he has a track uh, practice after school and the championship is on Friday. And the teacher tells him that if he doesn't pass the class, he'll be going to summer school. We then go to the house of, of uh, an old Native American man and Zach arrives. The man sees Zach's blonde hair and jokes that he's from the uh, a Malibu surfing tribe. Zach shows the guys uh, the picture and he, uh, he wants to talk with Zach about it, but Zach wants to make it quick. As he's got track practice. And he says that he just needs to know enough for a three minute speech. And the man offers Zach some reading materials. And he gives Zach about nine books to read. <laughs> and tells them to, to he tells Zach to call him if he needs more. We then twirly wipe to Zach in Belding's office. And Zach begs for help as he won't be ready for the track meet. With all the reading he's got to do. Belding tells him that uh, he better be ready because they haven't beaten Valley since Belding became principal. 
Okay, even though they've beaten Valley at everything else since uh, since uh, Bayside Buddy took to the airwaves 15 years ago. <laughs> anyway, Zach asks for an extension on his fam. Seriously, did did Valley ever beat uh, Bayside? I mean, they say that they've done it in the past, but I'm talking on the show. Did they ever beat Bayside at anything? We haven't covered an episode yet here on uh, Bayside Buddy, Say by the Bell podcast, where Valley beat Bayside at anything. So, yeah, just just come on, man. <sighs> anyway, Zach asks for an extension on his family tree project, and Belding assures him that the teacher will be flexible after he talks to him. Then there's a knock on the door, and it's Miss Wentworth, the teacher. Belding tells her that uh, he'd like Zach to get an extension on the project, but she refuses to give it. It says that, exa- that if uh, Zach doesn't do it, he gets an F. Belding whines that that's not fair. <laughs> he said, that's not fair? <laughs> uh, she, t- she then tells Belding that Zach has had more than 30 days to finish the project, and he still isn't done. 30 days. Zach turns to, sorry, Belding turns to Zach and asks if that's true, and Zach confirms. 30 days. Come on, people. <sighs> Man. Back in my final years of high school, I was given a project to do. I got it done as quick as possible, man. Hell, even when the, uh, you know, segueing, even when um, there were classes where where we were assigned a thing, we'd have to give a speech before class, and it would take place over a period of maybe two or three weeks. And then students got to sign up for when they got to go. You know, I want to go last because I'm a failure in life. I always signed up to go first just to get it out of the way. It's not that I was a kiss ass or a brainiac, but I just wanted to get it done, get it out of the way, and just enjoy uh, life, which consisted of playing Nintendo. (laughs) Anyway, um, Belding tells the teacher that Zack is the school's best hope to win, but Miss Wentworth still refuses... As an education is more important, I agree, and she leaves, and we get a commercial break. Nothing like rooting for our favorite team and eating bonkers chewy candy. <laughs> now I'm eating chewy chocolate bonkers. Rich chocolate outside, dark fudge inside, but it's still bonkers, so I'm ready. After the break, Zach is at the max, surrounded by all of the books that he was given. Slater and company arrive, and they tell Zach that practice didn't go well, as the coach was not happy that Zach wasn't there, and uh, he threw a shot put at Belding, <laughs> which got which got me to thinking, you know, segue, yay me. Back in the day, I'm talking elementary school. We had track and field thing. There was this big event every year that took place at this high school called Birchmount. So we all called it Birchmount. And it was basically the public school's annual Olympics for our districts because Birchmount had this big stadium with stands, you know, for a high school. So they would, everything would be held there and a bunch of schools would gather. This went all the way to junior high. And one year, I think it was in the fourth grade. <laughs> They had the tryouts, so there was the there was the hundred meter dash, there was the high jump, there was the long jump, that stuff. But there was also shot put, and we everything was done in in stations, if you will. So we did the long jump. I sucked. Everybody, well, most people sucked. 
finally stations for the shot put came in. They gave it. They didn't. They didn't have those big heavy shot put balls for tryouts. They had uh, softballs for baseball. Softballs. Hardly any weight to them at all. So they tell all of us kids to line up. We all line up on a line. We do the shot put stance. And I pointed to the sky as if I was Babe Ruth about to hit a home run. And just about every one of us, we didn't do the shot put motion where you you have your hand on your near your shoulder and you just extend your arm in order to toss the thing. No, we actually took those base, those softballs, and threw them as if we were throwing from outfield to home plate. So needless to say, nobody in my my group uh, made the shot put team <laughs> because we all did it wrong. <sighs> but Birchmount was great. We all got the day off and we got to go and watch uh, watch uh, elementary school Olympics. It was awesome. Anyway, Lisa says that if Zach doesn't finish the project, they're going to lose to Valley. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, man. <sighs> Zach says that he's trying his best, but that doesn't make that doesn't make Slater feel any better. Slater, Jesse, and Lisa sit in another booth so Zach can continue studying with Screech, and Kelly uh, offers to help. As then uh, over in the other booth, Jesse goes into full-on modern-day white guilt mode. Lisa, let me buy you a soda to make up for my ancestors. No thanks, I'm not thirsty. I am. Who cares? You weren't a slave. <laughs> Are you hungry? How about a nice toss green salad? How about cooling it? I can't help it. I feel guilty. There must be something I can do. Hey, tell her to wear a mini skirt to school tomorrow. <laughs> Mind your own business, bull killer. Hey, that's bull fighter, slave trader. <laughs> All right, Jesse, there is one thing you can do for me. I have not been to the mall in weeks. I will take you there. I'll carry you on my back. There's a picture driving Miss Dizzy. <laughs> I tell you, man, this episode just made me like the Lisa character even more. This, oh, man, I'll call this ridiculous. Come on, come on, people. What is this? What is this? <sighs> Yes. I had nothing to do with it, but, you know. I'm sorry. So sorry. That's right. Come on, man. We've all, if not us personally, our ancestors. We all have ancestors who did horrible shit. What is wrong with people today? I'll tell you what's wrong. Social media is what's wrong, baby. Boo! Damn. Hell yeah. Bloody hell. Anyway. Zach walks over to their table with something he found in one of the books. Uh, the picture he found in the chest is also in one of the books, and he says that the man in the picture was a famous chief. We then go back to the old Native American man's house where Zach shows up. Come on in, Ronnie Zach. Running, Zach. What's your new name? You run, you're Zach, it works. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me my ancestor was a famous chief? Oh, you weren't ready to listen. Well, I know, but I'm ready now. Darn, I was just gonna go to the beach. Thanks, Chief Henry, it'd mean a lot to me. All right, sit down. Now, you're not gonna find any of these stories in a book. You see, your great-great-great-grandfather 
was a warrior in the Nez Perce tribe under the mighty chief Joseph. He was a brave man. What was his name? Whispering Wind. And like the wind, his presence was strongly felt, but seldom heard. Now, like you running, Zach, your people ran too. Oh, not for trophies. They ran to preserve their way of life, which became harder and harder when more of them were getting killed in battle with the white man. This is such a big country. Why couldn't the white man and the Indians get along? Well, why can't the lion get along with the zebra? Why can't the Arabs get along with the Israelis? And why can't I get along with my ex-wife? <laughs> Come here, running, Zach. Now, this is a symbol of your tribe. Did you make this? Last night, I knew you'd be back. <laughs> this is for you. For me? Thanks. Well, I guess you got enough for your report now. Yeah, I do. But I'd like to hear some more. Well, come on along. I'll tell you how Whispering Wind helped save your people. History is awesome, man. I never cared for history back in school, but as I'm older now, I love history. It's, it's lovely. And I've always thought about doing one of those DNA ancestry things. And after watching this episode, I want to do it even more now. But, oh, God forbid I find some horrid stuff in my past. I mean, my, 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 all I know is that my parents are from Scotland, as are their parents. So that's where my family comes from. They come from uh, the UK. And uh, my dad did tell me that one of, I guess maybe, maybe my great-great-grandmother was uh, from India. So I got a little of uh, everything in me. So sorry, everybody, for... Just getting it out there so you'll sh leave me alone. And then we then go back to Bayside where Screech is giving his family tree presentation. Screech says that he has a great grand or that he is the great grandson of uh, an Italian lover and spy. And Screech attempts to demonstrate his great grandfather's charm on Lisa and it doesn't work. Surprise, surprise. He says that the family technique was legendary. And women couldn't resist as he tries romancing another girl in class and it doesn't work. Surprise, surprise. The teacher gives Screech an A anyway. And uh, I like that they inserted Screech's Italian heritage here before the Screech secret sauce episode. Which uh, we haven't covered yet, but it's coming. The way we're with the secret uh, spaghetti sauce. And that episode's probably definitely in my top five, if not maybe my favorite of all. I love that episode. Maybe it has to do with me because I love uh, cooking. But also, big, big fan of uh, Soleil Moon Fry, Punky Brewster. So, yeah. It's now Zach's turn, but he's not in class. And Kelly wonders where he is. When he suddenly shows up in full, like full, Native American chief gear. Which, which if you're a pale face these days, you cannot do this now because feelings. <sighs> but he shows up there anyway. Oh, <laughs> a trap meat. All right, class, let Zach make his presentation. My name is Running Zach. <laughs> I am a direct descendant of the Nez Perce tribe who once lived peacefully in Oregon's Wallowa Valley. My people were forced off their land so settlers could mine for gold. After fighting to keep their home, the tribe led by great Chief Joseph, tried retreating to safety in the mountains. But the army pursued them. 
Rather than watch his people die, Chief Joseph surrendered. He said, I am tired of fighting. Our chiefs are killed. Our children are freezing. My people have no food. My heart is sad. From where the sun now stands, I will fight no more forever. Very good, Zach. Very good. Before this project, I knew nothing about my heritage. I didn't even care. Now I know, and I'm proud. Congratulations. All right. All right, class dismissed. Thank you. The bell then rings to end the classes, and we see Belding in the hallway waiting to hear the results of Zach's presentation. The teacher says that Zach got an A, and he can now take part in the track meet as Belding celebrates as they are finally going to Cream Valley again. <laughs> Seriously, there's, there's, even, there, there's, there's not even a point to this rivalry anymore. Just come up with a new school or something. This is, it reminds me of, um, of Segway. Yay. I think it was the 2007 Canadian Football League season for you Americans. You're probably scoffing. Quiet. 2007. Uh, let's just say it was 2007 Canadian Football League season. One of the teams that were in the league the previous year went under, so the whole uh, season schedule had to be remade. And as a result, the Toronto Argonauts, yay Argos, <laughs> ended up playing their major rival, like crosstown rivals, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, maybe like nine times out of 17 games that whole season. And Hamilton sucked so bad that year that. Argos, it was a guaranteed win for the Argos. So that's what this Bayside Valley rivalry reminds me of now. That's what I was thinking, is that 2007 Argo-Tiger-Cat rivalry, which was just, ugh. But hey, we won. It was nine guaranteed wins for us. Anyway, Kelly reminds Zach that they need to hurry and get to the pep rally, but Zach wants to call someone first. He gets on the payphone as Jesse is still in full-on modern-day white guilt mode with Lisa. Asking Lisa to free her of the burden of white guilt. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, meanwhile, Zach is on the phone. And he asks to ch- to talk to Chief Henry. He, Zach then goes somber as he's obviously given some bad news. And we get a commercial break. It's the Play-Doh Mop-Top Hair Shop. What are the Mop-Tops? Play-Doh has a Fluffy Dogs playset too. The Play-Doh Mop Top Hair Shop and other playsets sold separately from Kenner. After the break, we're at the Max where the pep rally is being uh, held and Belding introduces Slater, the track team captain. Slater introduces Lisa, who will be competing in the 100 meter dash, and Kelly performs a little cheer for her. Slater then uh, performs, or no, he's, he inter- performs. He introduces Jesse. As his favorite quick chick, to which Jesse thanks him as her favorite pig. <laughs> and even though as as just ridiculous as the Jesse character is in this episode, I still love the a little back and forth between her and Slater. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Jesse then introduces Zach, and everyone cheers, but Zach he's not there. He's nowhere to be seen. Screech is in awe as he says that Zach is so fast he didn't even see him. <laughs> The students wonder where Zach is, and Kelly assumes that something is wrong. 
as the rally was important to him and she leaves. We then go back to Bayside where Zach and Miss Wentworth are alone in class and they're looking very uh, upset. Kelly arrives and uh, they tell her that the old Native American man has died. Zach and the teacher both wish they could have said goodbye. And Zach gets up to leave and he says that he can't run at the track meet tomorrow. He's just, he's just too sad. We then go to later that night as Zach is having a dream. Hey, sleeping Zach, wake up! What? Chief Henry, you're alive? Oh, I'm still dead. You know what? Life is a lot less stressful when you're dead. <laughs> Why'd you have to die? They don't give you much choice up there. <laughs> Am I dead too? No, you're alive. I'm just here in your dream. <laughs> well, hey, I never got to tell you how my class presentation went today. I was watching. You got an A. Hey, are you ready for the big meet tomorrow? I hear Valley shaking in their Nikes. <laughs> I'm not running. But ever since you died, it doesn't seem to matter. Well, sounds like you got a problem. Oh, I gotta go. I'm being fitted for wings. <laughs> Goodbye, running sack. Goodbye, chief. And thanks for all you've done for me. Rest well tonight. And remember, the answer to your problem is in your hands. <laughs> After the dream, Zack wakes up and discovers the headband he was given by the old man is in his hand little Nightmare on Elm Street homage there. <laughs> we, then, we then go back to Bayside, and it's almost time for the track meet. And Jesse is still, still swimming in white guilt. Please, Lisa, the guilt won't go away. At least let me repave your parents' driveway. <laughs> I can do it in a weekend. Jesse, stop already. Lisa, I can't live with what my ancestors did to you. All right. You want to make it up to me? I'll tell you what you can do. You can buy me a car. Buy you a car? That's crazy. And so are you, nephew. Don't leave me alone. I'm going to kick your butt. <laughs> yes, thank you again, Lisa. Love Lisa in this episode. Thank you. Please, please, Lisa, we need you now. Uh, still should have kicked Jesse in the head, man, just to put a seal of approval on it. Anyway, Building then arrives and tries to fire up the students, but it doesn't work. He tells them that they have the best track team the school's ever seen. And he wants everyone to do their best and make Valley regret showing up. I'm sure Valley's not excited about it anyway. They've been getting their ass handed to them for two seasons. Or two years, I guess. Anyway, it's funny. And it's funny also how there's, there's no other schools that apparently are competing in not only this track meet, but in any competitions on this show. I mean, there was that episode with the cheerleading and cheerleading competition with Valley Bayside, and there was another school, but ultimately it just seems Bayside Valley, Bayside Valley. But all right, it's it's classic. It's just the classic, uh, yeah, rivalry, I guess. Anyway, Zach finally arrives, and the students cheer. Belding asks Zach if he's sure he's good to go, and Zach confirms as the students cheer. They head off to the meet. Zach is left alone with Kelly and he tells her that he decided to run after getting some good advice from an old friend. He shows Kelly the headband which has Beat Valley inscribed on it. 
Zack looks up and he says that this is for the old man. And we get the credits on a great episode overall, especially because Lisa, we need you, Lisa. We need you now. All right? We need her now. Big time. Okay? As I said, I'm sure we've all got horrid shit that our ancestors did in the past. Are we just going to apologize or move on? You people need to stop living in the past to make your lives to get those light clicks of the future and the present. You people are just ridiculous. Anyway, we now move on to Saved by the Bell Season 2, Episode 14. This one is called The Babysitters, air date December 1st, 1990, two days before Nairby turned 15 years old. We started the max as this episode was obviously filmed at least one year before, like, I'm guessing during the pre the season one, because everybody looks younger in, in this episode, and the guys' voices are a little higher pitched. So anyway, Screech arrives to greet Zack, Slater, and Lisa, and Jesse, and, and he asks what's up. As he heard Kelly had a big emergency, the others don't know what's up either, and they're waiting to hear the news. Kellyan arrives in her cheerleader uniform and announces that the big emergency is her baby brother, Billy, who she has strapped to her back. Kelly says that her parents got stranded at the snow lodge, so now she has to babysit little Billy until they get home. Lisa reminds Kelly that cheerleader pictures are happening during first period, and Kelly says that that is what the emergency is, as she needs somebody to watch Billy as she goes to get her picture taken. Jessie doesn't want to because she doesn't know anything about babies. Lisa's not interested because babies, babies always puke on expensive clothes. Screech offers to babysit because he's raised four salamanders and a toad. <laughs> Slater pitches that they will all look after Billy. And uh, everybody agrees. And Kelly thanks everyone. And she leaves them supplies. And she leaves. Well, after handing Billy off to Jessie. After they all agreed to do it together. Anyway, after Jesse is given Billy, she hands Billy off to Screech because Jesse has a test first period. Screech gives Billy to Lisa because he has to go home and get some clothes on because he's there in his jammies. Lisa hands Billy off to, to Unky Slater, who she referred to him as, because her dress isn't fully paid for yet. And Zack laughs as it's, now it's just him and Slater and Billy until Slater, who suggested that they all do it together, Hands Billy off to Zack because he's got a geometry test to get to. So much for everyone helping. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we then go to Bayside where Zack is keeping Billy concealed in a gym bag. <laughs> and Screech arrives in the hall and he greets Zack, and Zack says that he's uh, hiding Billy because he doesn't want anybody to know that he's in the bag. Zack says that he wants to find Kelly as the pictures must be done by now. Belding then comes over to the over the PA system and says that yearbook pictures are being taken, and up next are the chess club and the insect club, which means that Screech has to take off because he's in the insect club, and Zack is left alone holding the baby again. The bell rings and it's time for Zack to go to French class. Uh, Zack arrives in class with Billy in the bag, and the teacher begins to teach. Now, students. We will soon begin the oral examination. Is everyone ready? Oh. Monsieur Morris, something you wish to share with the rest of the class? Oh. Uh, wah. I'm just so excited to be taking this French quiz today. Wah. 
<laughs> Zaki, you make such a good example. Now, just a petite review before the quiz. Remember your pronunciation. The R in English is the R en français. <laughs> Who said that, too? Zaki, <laughs> was that you who made the R so perfectement? <laughs> Exactement, and you barely moved your lips. <laughs> now everyone do and say just like Zach. <laughs> Wait, maman, that is not a French sound. <laughs> I tell you, I don't miss French class at all. Back in my day in uh, junior high, grade 7 and 8, it was mandatory. We had to take French both those those whole years. And then in high school, it is ma- it was, I don't know if it's still the case now, it probably is, mandatory to get one credit in French in order to graduate. It was mandatory. You had it. Ugh, French. Not, no, no offense to all you French people out there. But it, it just wasn't my thing. Even though nowadays there are languages I wish I knew. Like, I wish I knew Japanese and uh, Hindi. And uh, that's all I can think of for now. But yeah, those are the two I wish I knew the most. Anyway, uh, yeah, then we get a commercial. Inside, Jim keeps a wardrobe and accessories. And there's a real speaker you plug your own music into while Jim gets ready for a night out with the hologram. Now it's a city. Jim's rock backstage or Jim's wardrobe and Jim and her friends sold separately from Hasbro. Jim. After the break, we're in the halls with Lisa, Zach, Jesse, and Screech, where we find out that Kelly has broken her arm. Jesse says that the best thing to do is leave little Billy with the school nurse until Kelly gets back from hospital. But Zach doesn't trust the nurse. Lisa suggests leaving Billy with Belding, but Zach doesn't want to doesn't want to because Kelly asked them to take care of Billy because she trusts them. And uh they all bailed pretty much, right, Slater? Didn't they? Yeah. Anyway, Lisa and Jesse try to get Zach to reconsider, but he doesn't want to give up the responsibility. And remember, people, as I said, this this episode was obviously filmed during season one. This was filmed before Zach and Kelly were officially an item. So he's obviously, I'm sure, one of the things in Zach, one of the reasons in Zach, the character's head for doing, for just saying, hey, responsibility is because he's trying to uh, score points with Kelly. But uh, anyway, he said he doesn't want to reconsider because he doesn't want to give the give up the responsibility. And he says that he's grown accustomed to hanging out with little Billy. Belding announces over the PA that it's now time for the Spirit Squad to get their pictures done. And that means Lisa and Jesse have to leave, which leaves Zach holding the baby again. We then go to Belding's office where Max the Magician arrives. That's right, he, well, as I said, this one was obviously filmed during season one. 
and he tells Belding that he's a photographer for he's the photographer for the day as it's a hobby of his. And we then go to the locker room with Zack and Slater as Zack is still watching over little Billy. Zack says that he needs to find a place to hide little Billy so he can get his picture taken for the track team. And he says that and he, and he, he says that as he's looking like he's he's about to stuff the kid in a locker <laughs> for real. <laughs> Just keep him in a locker for for however long. Anyway, Slater says that he'll watch Billy after the wrestling team's pictures uh, pictures are taken. Billy then starts to whine a little, and the guys don't know why. Slater suggests that Billy might be hungry, and he grabs a ding dong from his gym bag, which Zach says, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Zach suggests that maybe Billy's thirsty, and Slater offers some root beer. <laughs> He's such a dude. <laughs> oh my god. Zach thinks that maybe Billy needs to be burped or changed. They both take a nice big whiff of the air and they realize that Billy took a big dump and he needs to be changed. Slater says that he's been changed that, that he's seen a changing done before and he gives Zach instructions. They lay Billy down on the bench when another student named Mancuso walks in. And he's looking just curious at Zack and Slater, and Slater scares him off. And they start by taking the old diaper off, and they freak out at the stink and the sight. Yeah, I've, I've changed the diaper. There was one of my nephews when he was obviously in diapers one time. And he had taken a dump. And my sister was out. I forget what she was doing, but I was watching him, hoping that he wouldn't take a dump. Because if he did take a dump... I would have to change him. And he did take a dump, and it was the the, 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 the grossest thing I've ever done in my life. God, just saying. <laughs> I got no kids, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Slater takes the dump diaper, and he puts it in Mancuso's locker. And the baby has now stopped crying, and it's now time to put a new diaper on him. Zach and Slater argue over who gets to do it. And end up ripping the diaper in half. Uh, as I'm reading this, I'm just thinking of that one diaper change I did, and it's sicking me out. Uh, anyway, it turns out that that was the last diaper. Slater then chickens out and says that his, it's picture time, and he leaves, leaving Zach holding the baby again. Zach then goes into Slater's locker and grabs a T-shirt to use as a diaper. Well done. Zach talks to little Billy some more and says that he wouldn't mind having a kid like him. You know, someday, and we get a little daydream from Zach. Now, son, this is your first day of school, so I want you to behave yourself and make your old man proud, okay? Okay. Hold it. I'm here. Let me have the water gun. And the frog. There you go. And the phone. Oh, Dad. Come on. There you go. <laughs> Alright, son, now put it here, put it here, okay? Right here. Just like I taught you, burn one in no batter, okay? Just okay, like I... Dad. Here comes my best pitch. <laughs> oh, have you got a great arm, kid. Of course, that window's coming out of your allowance. Aw, <clears throat> oh, Dad. Well, son, just a few seconds ago, you were playing Little League. Now you're leaving for college to play the field, huh? 
Gosh, they grow up fast. Dad, gotta get a head start in partying. That's right. Hold it when you have the credit card. Ah, Dad. That's my boy. After the dream, Zach leaves the locker room and he finds Jesse and Lisa in the halls and he tells them that they need to look after Billy so he so Zach can finally go to the track team photo shoot. Jesse and Lisa have home ec this period and Zach says that that's perfect. He hands Billy off and heads to the photo shoot as Lisa and uh, Jesse head to home ec with little Billy. We then go to home ec where students are all holding dolls for an infant care project. And uh, I did something like this. I took parenting in high school. And uh, one of the assignments we were given, or the projects, was taking care of a fake baby. And uh, one of my sisters had, had an old Cabbage Patch doll, so that was what I did. And um, I, you see, the rules were, is the teacher said to treat it as if it's a real baby. Whether you're here in class or not, it's the assignment. And I was thinking, what are you going to do? Come and live with me. So I half-assed it. <laughs> big, big time. Uh, my baby, quote-unquote, spent... Well, when I was at home, it was just on the floor of my bedroom. <laughs> and another assignment we were given during parenting one time was we had to make a make a lunch for a uh, like a young kid, maybe a seven, eight-year-old for school. And it had to be... Healthy, so <laughs> I made fun of Slater being a dude, but yeah, t- uh, uh, one of the items I added to the lunch that I made for for this imaginary kid was, <laughs> you see, I was co-oping at the time. I was co-oping at a health club, and uh, they they had health bars. Those uh, power, those you know, it wasn't called power bars, but yeah, it was. I basically added a power bar, thinking, hey. It's got energy. It's come from a health club. It must be healthy. So I handed that in and everybody made fun of it. <laughs> like, who the hell put a health, a freaking power bar in with a lunch for a kid? For crying? Oh, that was me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, as the teacher teaches, little Billy starts crying in Jesse's arm and she doesn't know how to stop it. Lisa moves closer and tells Billy that she'll buy him a new wardrobe if he stops and he does. Max then arrives to take yearbook pictures and tells the class that they can put their babies down. And everybody just does the nerby thing with their dolls, well, except for Jesse. Everybody just took their babies and tossed them into the strollers like they were, like they were an old diaper with poop in it. <laughs> Jesse, however, since she's actually has an actual living baby, places Billy very carefully into the stroller, which impresses the teacher. And Jesse's, Jesse wonders if it's okay to leave Billy there and while they all pose on the other side of the room for the picture. And Lisa says that Billy will be fine. And while they're all posing for the pictures, Screech sneaks into the back door to pick up little Billy as Jesse and Lisa gives him, <laughs> they give him clues on uh, as to where which one is Billy. Now group together. <laughs> Look like little mothers. <laughs> Uh, Miss Spano, Miss Turtle, what is it that you're doing? Uh, drying our nails? <laughs> Actually, we're on the spirit squad. Jesse, I already took that picture this morning. You were great. 
We just can't help ourselves. We've got so much spirit left over, don't we? Yeah, we're just full of it. <laughs> In fact, here's one of our latest cheers. Move, Move it to the, the left. Move it to the right. Further to the right. Not there, yet there. You got it. You got it. Fight, fight, fight. Uh, I love it. Love it. I, I, this is a great episode, this one here. and It's, it's like a big 30-minute game of hot potato. <laughs> and the memories it brings back, man, of me just half-assing it with uh, with with my finger quote, kid. <laughs> we then go back to the locker room where Zach is getting dressed, and Screech arrives with little Billy. <laughs> Zach offers to take uh, Billy from Screech, and he sees that it's not Billy; it's a doll. <laughs> Zach freaks out, and we go to commercial. After the break, Lisa, Jesse, Zach, and Screech are in the halls freaking out about losing little Billy. Lisa blames Screech, who blames Jesse since Screech took the baby that they both said uh, to take. Zach says that the important thing is to find Billy, and Lisa says that after, or, or Lisa says that after uh, Max left the whole mech room, uh, she and Jesse returned to look for the real Billy, but he was gone. Zack freaks out and wonders if they if they looked hard enough. It says that nobody's leaving until they find his baby. He said, my baby. So Zack is uh, really scoring them points. Jesse tells Zack not to worry as it's not, it's not his fault. Slater arrives and asks where Billy is and Jesse says that Zack lost him. <laughs> right after saying that it wasn't his fault. <laughs> oh, Jesse's great. <laughs> Slater calls Zack an unfit mother. And Zach says that it was Screech, Lisa, and Jesse, a.k.a. Tweedledee and Tweedledummies, who lost him. Slater asks Zach what's he, what he's going to tell Kelly if they don't find Billy, and Zach says that he'll worry about that later. And that's when Later shows up. Kelly's arrived, and she's got her arm in a sling. And she asks where Billy is, and Zach tries to stall and tells Jesse to go get Billy. And Jesse heads off, and Max arrives, and Zach tells Max to get some shots of Kelly and her uh, uh, as Bayside's brave cheerleader. And and while Max is taking pictures of Kelly, uh, Zach, Screech, Lisa, and Slater are running around behind her in the background, looking for Billy in lockers in in the garbage can. But to no luck. This was a great little scene of the they go into one locker and they exit via another. I like that bit. I mean, it's obvious, the, the cuts are very obvious, but still, it's a, I like that gag. It's a classic gag. Uh, the pictures are done, and Kelly asks why Jesse isn't back with Billy yet. We then hear something over the PA. Where's Jesse? I guess Billy's still sleeping? Uh. Oh. Billy? Gookie, gookie, gookie. <laughs> Mr. Bell? Oh. Can you say detention? <laughs> oh, Mr. Belding, thank goodness Billy is with you. We were so worried. 
Yeah. You mean you guys didn't know where Billy was? Oh, um, of course we knew. Oh, oh golly, yes. Wait a minute. But you said you were worried. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, worried that Mr. Building wasn't getting any work done. Right. Hey, with all the work he does, hey, he still takes time to watch your little baby brother. So, so, um, uh, um, none of us would have to miss our yearbook pictures. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I did? Oh, the man is a saint. Oh, should have a river named after him. <laughs> That's true. But what are all of you doing in my office? Uh, well, Lisa and Jesse had the baby in home ec, and they were supposed to... <laughs> Actually, sir, we just couldn't agree on who would be the lucky one to thank you in person. That's right, mm -hmm. sir. So, um, we all came. Yeah. Yes, but what is Kelly's baby brother doing at Bayside in the first place? Uh, well, don't you know, Mr. Bell? I guess he forgot. It's okay, Mr. Belding. Uh -huh. At your age, that's normal. <laughs> What's normal? Memory loss. That's funny. I don't remember losing my memory. Well, that's the first sign of old age. Wait a minute. Yes. Yes, I remember everything now. And so clearly. Oh. Kelly, your baby brother is adorable. What's his name again? <clears throat> Billy. Right. I knew that. And you're Lisa. See, I'm still young. <laughs> Mr. Belding, I've taken all the yearbook pictures. But there's always room for one more. Everybody watch the birdie. <laughs> Max then arrives to announce that the yearbook pictures are done, but he is he has room for one more. He does a magic trick, and the gang pose with Belding as little bitty bitty little Billy takes a nice little whiz on Belding. We then go back to the halls as Zack offers to carry Billy home for Kelly, who likes what she sees from Zack, who's become buddies with Billy. Slater arrives, and Kelly thanks both of them for their help. Slater takes Billy from Zack, and Billy starts crying. Zack takes Billy back, and he stops crying. And then he says Zack's name, his first word. Kelly is amazed, but Zack isn't. As he looks to us and he tells us that Billy is his boy and they've bonded and we get the credits on a classic episode. Very good episode, but as I said, it was obviously filmed during season one. I don't know why they ran these out of order. I mean, I had the box set and the order I'm going in is based on what the Say by the Bell wiki says the order's in. The box set, they're not in the proper order. Okay, so... That's why I, it's just crazy. I got to go back and shuffle and shuffle. It's crazy. But anyway, two great episodes. Thank you, Lisa, for just ridding us for now of this ridiculous, crazy. Ugh, come on, stop. Anyway, that was Bayside Buddy, a Saved by the Bell podcast, courtesy of SerialAndGrapeJuice.com. Next week, we will be checking out the, uh, there's four more episodes of season two. So as I said, we'll get, we'll talk about that again in a second. Next week, Bayside Buddies is going to be episode 16, in which we will be covering Saved by the Bell Season 2, episodes 15 and 16, entitled The Fabulous Belding Boys. We all know that as uh, Mr. Belding's brother comes to town and he woos the students. And from nurse to worse. And then the one after that will be the final two episodes of Season 2. We'll have the trivia as well as the bonus question. Be here for that or listen to it. Bayside Buddy available on uh, uh, SoundCloud via SerialGrapeJuice.com. Also at iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Remember the trivia, the bonus question. Submit your answers via DM over Twitter at IamNairby. 
or via email, maybe at gmail.com, just getting everybody ready. And the correct answers will be put into the draw to win the Amazon gift card worth 50 bucks, a.k.a. 5,000 cents. And we'll see how that goes. And if it goes well, we'll do a we'll do another uh, Amazon gift card draw at the end of uh, Season 3. The, uh, we're just calling these the final exams. So, yeah, be there for that. And as I said, the bonus question... I'm sure all these trivia questions for you... I haven't come up with any yet, but I'm sure whatever I come up with, you're all going to... All you hardcores are going to know them right off the bat and, and be like, what is this guy? What is this idiot giving a kid a freaking power bar? Can't even come up with tough tri- trivia questions. But the bonus question, yeah, the answer is going to be in an episode of uh, Bayside Buddy. Just saying. You're going to know which one it is, but you're still going to have to listen. Anyway, we will see you next time for Bayside Buddy, a Save by the Bell podcast. Share it around, share the love, share the power bars, and we will see you next time.